Um, again, I'm your host, Hiram. Um, here for another episode of Time United, and welcome back, guys. Make sure you guys definitely do go check out all of our social media sites. Uh, that's just Instagram and Twitter or X, whatever it's called. Uh, follow us at Time and Prod. That's T Y M I A N P R O D. Uh, that's where you'll catch all the updates and uh, upcoming notices as far as new episodes and everything. Mind you, none of the stuff so far has been. Uh, very <laughs> up to date, I guess, to say the least. But either way, uh, hopefully you guys do check us out and be sure to tune in uh, what we got in the store. So, again, thank you guys for tuning in. For those watching on the stream, uh, if you're listening on the podcast platform of choice, uh, thank you. Make sure you guys definitely do subscribe to the show as well, too. And let's get right into it, y'all. So, like I mentioned, this is going to be no camera here tonight, but we're just going to try to make work with what we got. So, in the meantime, I'm going to let you guys in on what's going on for today. But before we get into that, uh, why don't we go over the match of the week? Uh, and this past week was very sports heavy, that being with postseason for WNBA, uh, baseball, uh, NFL, of course, happened over the weekend as well but then again uh it was one exciting or i should say two actually inciting matches that happened over this past week and that was actually both with the WNBA finals with the new york liberty facing the las vegas aces i mentioned this last week uh on the episode if you guys did listen to that or see it thanks for tuning in today if you haven't make sure you go check it out again it's available on all platforms and here on youtube as well but no, the reason why I have these as the games of the week is simply because they stood out the most, if I would say. Um uh, reason being is because like this one was definitely um it definitely didn't do it was pretty much uh just to say like I didn't think that it wasn't going to be a sweep happening at all. I'm glad it wasn't because that was actually exciting to see like a competitive back and forth game between New York and Vegas, which both games actually were. But the first game, game three, that being uh, that was actually more in tune or actually more competitive or actually, actually, no, scratch that. That was actually more of a game towards uh, the Liberty because they seemed to dominate th- that game, uh, especially being home court. That was definitely like their standing ground. Be like, okay, no, we got to prove that we're here to stay. Uh, they beat the Vegas uh, Aces seventy or eighty-seven to seventy-three in Brooklyn, and that was actually very good to see again because you want that competitive matchup between the two. But Liberty will like, nah, we got to step up with, especially with uh, Jones and Brianna Stewart from Liberty, just being like those people to step up, like Jones. Uh, Let's see. She scored 27. Uh, John Quell, I believe it's, it's the way I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, John Quell Jones, excuse me. Uh, she scored 27 along with Brianna Stewart's 20 to, of course, make the lead even higher for the Liberty to go through and beat the Vegas Aces throughout game three on Sunday. But game four was probably the most entertaining I've seen 
And I was looking through the highlights earlier too, just uh, double check and look over it again. But wow, <laughs> uh, back and forth matchup like is literally down the line to the very very end. Like no, nothing was held back at all. Uh, but Vegas came through at the end, won the series, and they actually became back to back champions for the first time in I think they both said twenty or eighteen or twenty years. But Super congratulations to Vegas, but also props to Liberty to actually put in like a super, um, how should I say, a super competitive game between in the series and make it at least competitive. It's not just like an even sweep or whatever. But Liberty were definitely like putting up those threes and those shots. There was definitely some team basketball being played. Um, the top uh, scorer for the night was Courtney Vandersloop. Got 19. She was pretty much, well, not pretty much daily. She was like half from from three, but still like putting up those clutch shots actually kept them in close to the game. Uh, there were definitely moments where I thought, uh, Brooklyn, oh, no, I'm sorry, not Brooklyn, New York would come through and of course make the game even more exciting from that. As far as like making it not exciting, I should say making it, um, their match to win, of course, cause they want to get that second win, go back to Vegas and try to win off the series so they can become the champions. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, because of the dominant f- work with Audra Wilson scoring 24, getting 16 boards as well, along with the work with uh, Jackie Young, who ball. <laughs> uh, like, I've never seen someone so shifty the way she was, um, just like crossing through and everything. She was just really putting in work. And uh, Kelsey Plum, she was definitely doing some, uh, some playmaking as well. Got five assists, eight rebounds as well, along with seven points. But she wasn't as there main score like she was pretty weak from the field but even still two for 12 it's kind of disappointing but then again she did her part to get the win for the team and that was critical to give vegas that uh bat to bat chip so congrats to vegas uh definitely pop that make a little ultra <laughs> like uh you guys did last year uh hopefully if you guys did see last year's celebrations from the interviews and everything, it might be a repeat again <laughs> from uh, this year. So, again, congratulations to Vegas. Um, and uh, that was actually going to be one of the first things that was mentioned in tonight's episode was the WMA Finals. But uh, we're just going to go ahead and just go right into the next topic from there. But, again, don't want to uh, discredit or, like, take away the shine. They definitely – both teams were great. Vegas, of course, bats about champs had probably the best team. Well, obviously the best team because they won, but I would say the best like uh unit as far as like Kelsey Plum, uh, Audrey Wilson, and then uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember names and Jackie Young. Definitely those dominant three were pretty much in full effect as well. And also shout out to Candace Parker got her third chip, even though she did not play for the uh series or i don't believe any of the postseason at all but she got a third chip that's a legend in the game you got to give candace parker her respects and her flowers so again congratulations to the vegas aces aces excuse me on getting your chip especially for a team that was just established in 2018 but yeah uh again just want to give you guys your congratulations of course give you applause and everything uh but yeah congratulations again <laughs> i can't stop saying congratulations to y'all um, moving on. Hold on, let me take a sip real quick. <sighs> I noticed. Okay, so <laughs> sidebar. I noticed last week I was like very 
spit heavy if that makes sense <laughs> like my mouth was pretty much just like full of like saliva and everything i just kept going um, i i'm sorry if y'all had to deal with that uh, i apologize <laughs> i'm trying to be better for this weekend going on forward so if i did mess up again again i'm sorry just trying to do the best i can for the show all right moving on to the next topic the mlb postseason uh we mentioned this from like the past two episodes already so far this was another surprising postseason but also was like reading up and seeing like hey like this is actually something that's different because this is the second year where they had a new format for playoffs where top two teams from each league will pretty much move on or get the first round by and so and so compared to like last time it was just like all right it's four teams in the wild card the one team gets a bye but it's probably like a day or so just because they get the one it's a one game series so to think that that would like adding another team to the playoffs would be kind of a downgrade as far as like production value for the higher uh ranked teams like Atlanta, Baltimore, uh LA. I can't say the Astros cuz they won, but even still they got to buy it as well too. It's kind of upsetting as but that's also just like a base I'm a, I'm a casual baseball fan. I'm not going to lie. I don't like go out of my way to watch it. I'll see it, but I'm not going to go like, "Oh, yeah, this needs to be changed and just no, I'm just I'm just a casual fan, but I do enjoy watching a game or two every now and then. But this was something that kind of piqued my interest. Uh, I was watching a video earlier today, and they were, of course, discussing about the new playoff format, how they might need to change it because uh, the five-day break for the first and second-seeded teams in both the AL and NL, American League and National League, pretty much making them not uh, ready for when the uh, divisional series starts up. But in order to be the best, you got to beat the best, in my opinion. Uh, they might have not been the best that day. I don't know if it is because of the break. I'm not 100% sure. Again, I'm just a fan. I haven't really played baseball like that in my life. So if I'm wrong, I'm I'm wrong for this situation. But this is just something I think may have been the case for that uh, reason why they didn't excel to the next round. So uh, currently it's uh, the, uh, the championship series for both leagues. So the American League and National League. Uh, in the American League, you got both Texas-based teams. You got the Texas Rangers going against the Houston Astros. And then the National League, you got the Arizona Diamondbacks going against the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, I didn't expect uh, Houston to go down 2-0 to start off the series. Now they're currently – they won their last game in dominant fashion against uh, Texas – uh, which is funny. I'm saying Texas, but I think they're both Texas teams. Anyway, I'm going off track. Um, the Rangers definitely proved to be a reason why they swept through Tampa Bay, why they swept through Baltimore. But then they ran into the roadblock in Houston in Game Three, and now the lead, the series is now at two to one. Uh, that I think I can still see Houston pulling through um and coming back maybe not like a like oh it was a 3-1 comeback or whatever no it's probably going to be like they'll probably win the next game and it'll go to game seven at most well that's the only games they can go to but it'll go to game seven i believe like this might be a very back and forth battle the national league however <laughs> uh that might be different 
Only because the Phillies have been bombs away with everything right now. And that just seems to be completely the it's been like the main reason why they've been winning games throughout the postseason so far. That's what how they beat uh Atlanta with Bryce Harper, Castanello, um Schwarber, like all these heavy hitters on the team just bombing all these ball all the way out of the park and everything. But uh early today they did play Arizona in game three, so unfortunately Philly's lost, so now the series is two to one that Philly have over Arizona. Um that game actually went to two um I'm sorry, the game ended two to one in Arizona's favor. Uh and they were playing in Arizona, so that might have been another factor as to why they may have lost, but you never know in baseball. Again, it's about a high streak. You can come back from that, or you can just come down one and then just go back up like a roller coaster, I guess. But all in all, I still think Philly can win this all the way through. They just need two more wins to qualify for the World Series to come back to where they were last season uh, and just pretty much win the whole thing. They might be the favorite, in my opinion, just because their offense is highly overpowered. But as far as what Arizona has brought so far, you never know. I mean, they did beat the Dodgers. They swept the Dodgers in the L in the excuse me, in the National League Division Series. But again, you never know these days. Like anything can honestly happen with this series. So I don't know. I still think Philly might pull through, go to the World Series. I'm hoping that we don't get a rematch of last season between Houston and Philadelphia. I want the Rangers to go through only because they beat Baltimore. But also, I'm just tired of seeing the Rangers in the World Series. This is it's like it's like the Yankees being the World Series all the time back in like the nineties and early two thousands, whatever. Like I got I'm need something else. Um plus the cheaters. Anyway. <laughs> um but yeah, like I think the Texas can definitely pull through, get another wins right now. Uh currently they're playing as I'm recording right now. Um Again, they have a 2-1 lead in their series. Uh, they just need two more wins to qualify for the World Series, and they're in. Uh, but who knows? After Maybe after today, or if you're listening on Friday, maybe after yesterday, <laughs> uh, it might be a different scenario. Who knows? But either way, I still think that the Rangers and Philly will make it to the World Series. Again, I don't know if that might be concrete. It's not early, but it's somewhat early still to say like who is going to go pull through all the way. Cause we just saw Arizona beat Philly in Arizona too. That might be another factor as to why they lost. But again, I think Arizona is going to lose in the next game uh, on Friday uh, or today, if you're listening via podcast, but if you're on the stream, of course, uh, either way, I think Arizona are going to lose the series, uh, even though they had a one hell of a uh, run this postseason. So who knows what might happen? Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got for the MLB postseason. Of course, if you guys are any fans of any of the teams that are in the postseason right now, make sure you leave a comment. I guess in our social media, or if you're watching the stream right now, uh, just leave a comment. Let us know what you think. But yeah, all right. Moving on to football and more specifically the NFL. Now I have a specific story to cover tonight. 
Uh, tonight, honestly, might be a short episode. I don't have anything more in depth uh, as far as what's been going on. Again, the match of the week was the WNBA Finals that happened earlier, uh, and that was pretty much all that I had to cover with that. Just plain and simple postseason. Uh, it was just pretty much like a short debrief on what's happening. Uh, but yeah, and as for the next story, uh, you guys see, may see on the stream. If you're watching, of course, on YouTube, uh, again, a reminder, if you want to catch the stream live, check us out on YouTube, uh, available in our link in bios, wherever on social media, but, uh, also make sure you guys like, share and subscribe to the channel as well too. But the reason why I have this prompt written as quit crying Dallas is because it's regarding the Dallas Cowboys. And I saw a video that uh, Micah Pearson's uh, was talking basically on his uh, show, The Yard, and he had some choice words to say about uh, what's what he believes is going on with the media and the NFL. So why don't you guys take a listen? The bashing of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and have the same energy for the Eagles. We want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. I got time today. A lot of people said the Browns defense was overhyped. I said the Browns are the real deal. Acho said this, which pissed me off. I'm not worried about the 49ers. They were missing Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. The Browns were missing Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb. They were missing them key factors before the game even started. So why is it that we are just scrubs and we're nobodies that don't deserve to be on the field and we're just all talk? But there's a hundred excuses for these other these other teams. If y'all just want to hate Cowboys Nation, just say y'all hate Cowboys Nation. I'm tired of people trashing my quarterback. I'm tired of people trashing my team. And that's why I had nothing to say to the media this week. You want to hear me talk? Come to hear me talk on The Edge Monday night. And that's point blank period. I just don't. I'm just going to come out and say it right now. I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> um, always have, always will. That's just something that is common for football fans, I guess, just because I think it's also a marketing thing, but it's also more of the fact that you guys portray yourself as like you guys are the number one team in the world as far in the world of uh, football. But recently I concede the point that, most of the media, that being like the analysts and uh, journal journalists and everything, just a reminder: I'm not a journalist; I'm just a fan. Just had to put that out there. <laughs> um, just that, like Dallas got wins over mediocre at best teams throughout their season so far, and the two losses they have right now are to the Forty ers in Arizona. Still don't know how they uh lost Arizona, but that's another story. Um but yeah, like how why the Cowboys are being judged so hard or critiqued so hardly, it's because you guys are marketed as America's team. I've seen this argument be made on countless shows today. Uh I think speak on FS one, ESPN and uh first take and everything, but but that's plain and simple. You guys are marketed as America's team. Like you guys are seen as either the bad guys or the good guys. It's literally no in between. Like I've genuinely never met a fan. Like, Oh yeah, I like the Cowboys. I'm not a fan, but I like them. Or, um, 
Yeah, it's never like in between. It's like, oh yeah, they're cool, but I'm not a fan. Like either you like the Cowboys or you don't mess with them at all. That's just how it is. But as far as what Michael Pearson is saying about how they're judged so hardly, and whenever they're missing key guys or other teams are missing key guys, like the 49ers have different options besides just Christian McCaffrey and Debo. Yeah, the Browns may have lost um, Deshaun Watson for a couple games and Nick Chubb for the season, but they still find a way to get some wins, though. And they're not also they're also not seen as like a high tier team that's supposed to win every year. Like Dallas is in a way supposed to be marketed as a team that wins every season or every year. Point bank period. Like especially with Dak after I think in twenty fifteen and sixteen he had like a great year, uh, leading the uh, Dallas uh, playoffs and everything. Cool, but. Dak hasn't proved to be that elite quarterback to take his team to the promised land. I can say the same to about Lamar that he has to take his team to the promised land. Yes, that's true. However, we're not putting him on a high pedestal compared to Dak because Dak again is on the Cowboys, America's team. That's it. If the roles will switch, yeah, everyone will be critiquing critiquing uh, Lamar heavier than Dak. But at the same time, like you have to remember you're on the Cowboys, which is a brand, first and foremost, that most most people don't even um, rec- realize that like or I should say this more people will know about the Cowboys than they do about uh, the Raiders or no, not even the Raiders than the Colts. That'll probably be a better uh, comparison. Uh, but even still, like the Cowboys you guys are very up and down, wishy-washy with your teams. And you guys barely, I think it was last week, barely won. If I'm not mistaken, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Yeah, you guys barely won to uh, the Chargers on Monday night. And shout out to that one crazy Chargers fan too. <laughs> that has been seen on my timeline all week. But even still... You guys had multiple opportunities to become the team, like literally be the team. You guys are marketed as the team in America, but you at the same time, you guys are putting that performance up. The Eagles, yeah, they're putting that performance up. They're Even though they may have lost and they still get critiqued about that, they still are credited as a good team. And not to say Dallas isn't a good team. Y'all just have flaws in your team as well, too. Every team does. I'll I'll admit that I'll say for the Ravens, our flaws are turnovers and shaky play calling. Uh, for Dallas, it's a quarterback who doesn't know how to throw, who doesn't know how to make the right decisions or throw accurately. Like every team has a different flaw and everything. Micah Pearsons for sure is a top three defensive end in the league right now today, and I would put that up there with Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt. Um. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Khalil Mack, even though he's more like a linebacker, but edge rusher. Uh, but still, you, you're you definitely like a top-tier defensive end for sure. But if you're saying like, oh, where's, how come you're pointing the blame at us but you're not pointing the blame at them? Bro, come on. You're a brand. You're on the Dallas freaking Cowboys. <laughs> That's it. Just 
stick with that keep working and whatever and i respect that you didn't want to speak to media because they you felt like you were disrespected in a way saying like oh i hate how they talk about my team i hate how they talk about my quarterback whatever i get that i wouldn't want someone talking bad about me at the same time but either way you had to put up a performance where you're excelling over a team like that like for instance 49ers they just lost to cleveland without nick chubb without deshaun watson and the 49ers, yeah, they may have um, been seen as, I've even said this, seen as the team of the year. And both undefeated teams have lost uh, last week as well, too. I'm not saying like that they definitely are done from here. Like, oh, you guys lost to the Browns. You guys suck. You guys are terrible. You guys aren't going to make it anywhere. No, the 49ers are still a good team. This is Brock Purdy's first loss as a starter in the regular season, too. Remind you of that. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant from last year has finally lost the regular season game. And just to think that he, but as another thing though, he's playing well too. He's not just, uh, minus last game. He's playing pretty well. He's not just, uh, playing a BS games or anything. Dak, he has very consistent BS games. He has maybe five games a year. That's like top tier, but let's be real. The defense saves the game for, uh, the Cowboys. It doesn't. It's not the offense. That's why Dak Prescott gets critiqued so hard. That's why maybe C.D. Lamb gets critiqued so hard. That's why just the entire organization gets critiqued. Because again, America's team. Point blank. Period. That's it. Of uh, yeah, that's all I gotta say uh, about that. Uh, again, I said this is gonna be a short episode just because like it wasn't gonna be much to talk about. But this is literally all I got about this whole week outside from my postseason for both WNBA and uh, MLB. But this has been a constant thing I've seen lately, especially Micah, because he has his show. He talks everything that happens, all things sports or all things football, whatever. So again, this is just more of the same what goes on. All right, moving on to the next thing. Messi has decided to stay and enter Miami and decided to not go on loan for Barcelona or any European team. I respect that because if you guys think about it, and for those who aren't aware, Messi has been playing literally since the beginning of, I want to say, uh, August of last year, nonstop. Because last year he was with PSG. And uh, from PSG going into the World Cup, which was in 2022 of last year, of course, in December. And he had the miraculous run. He had led Argentina to the World Cup. Again, goat. He does his goat things. Or goat. So <laughs> let's just be real. He definitely did uh, earn that win for sure. But aside from that, uh, August to December, playing with uh, PSG, Paris Saint-Germain in France in European competition, along with adding – French, uh, the French League, the French Cup, and also the Champions League as well. And then prepares for the World Cup, plays a grueling tournament in uh, Qatar as well, too. I think it was like, it wasn't even supposed to be like uh, winter weather. It was literally like summer in Qatar. But he played the way he did to lead his team to the World Cup. Cool. Comes back to PSG. I think they made it to the knockouts rounds, but they didn't make it far, obviously. Uh, and then he plays for the rest of the season with PSG. Now, 
Following that, of course, the rumors were coming up. Oh, is he coming back to Barcelona? Oh, is he going to USA? Oh, is he going to Saudi? He obviously comes to Miami. And Miami, they're in the mid middle of their MLS season, bottom of the table, 15th in their, in their conference, probably like top, bottom three of the entire MLS. And he comes in during the, I think, the freshly new uh tournament the league cup the combination of uh liga mx and mls teams going against each other and then following that they also uh he also has he pretty much just has like the league cup that he's been playing pretty much to the end and miami did win that league cup and it's crazy to think that it took Messi. well it's not crazy thing Messi is literally one of the best players of all time um uh, but it's a messy Sergio Busquets, and I think they got Jordi Alba by then or before the final. But they got those players, uh, former Barcelona legends, and they come to Miami and they played to win the, that League Cup. Cool. So the rest of the MLS season still goes on following that. And Messi doesn't play as much, but he does, plays as little as possibly as possible as that, that he can. And he plays throughout that stretch. Again, Messi hasn't taken like a full vacation or holiday break uh, ever since August of 2022. So it's best for him to, of course, to use his time to rest, get his body right uh, so he can prepare for the upcoming season, but also prepare for the Copa America, Copa America, uh, and then also the World Cup that's coming up in America and Canada and Mexico or North America, basically. In 2026. So this would be the perfect time for him to make that stop or make that rest. Uh, according to a post I saw on Gold Global, uh, it says Messi has been tipped to rejoin Barcelona on loan during the MLS offseason to keep his fitness levels up. But he's ruled out the possibility after his latest Argentina appearance. When asked if he can join Inter Miami on loan or when he can, when asked if he can leave into Miami on loan, Messi replied, "No, I will train. I will play an upcoming match against Charlotte FC, and I will get try to get here to the national team in the best possible way for November. After that, I will enjoy the holidays in Argentina. It's the first time I'm going to have more days off in December with the holidays, with peace of mind, with my people. In January, I will return again to do the preseason, start from scratch, and prepare as the best way as possible." That's it. <laughs> I don't messy. I don't blame you. Take that rest. You definitely deserve it. After all the hard work you've done since August of 2022, doing the best you could with PSG, doing everything you did with Argentina and leading that amazing group to the world cup final. Uh, also amazing world cup final. That was probably the best final I've ever witnessed in my life. Uh, then coming to Miami, doing all that you did to lead them to a league's cup, uh, especially with the team that was like 15th in the Eastern Conference and like 28th, I think, out of 30 teams in the MLS. But amazing. So, again, Messi, definitely good idea for you to stay in Miami or at least stay contracted with Miami and not go out alone. Something because that's just not something that's possibly the best suit for your, for your health and your fitness, especially because, like, you don't want to go back playing literally every month of the season like get your rest especially since you play 
European football for majority of your career, you never had a day off in December, like you mentioned in the uh, quote. And take that time, of course, be with your family. So, again, I agree with Messi with this. And that means I'm definitely going to see him in, back in America. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, let me know what you guys think about Messi staying in into Miami for obviously another year. But, yeah. And more on soccer news. This also happened during the international break. Uh, Neymar had actually tore, I want to say his ACL. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to double check my facts. And yeah, so. Uh, he tore his ACL and this surgery is looking like it's going to be super, super crucial. Well, not crucial. It's going to be super critical for his team. But even though he just signed with the Saudi team, uh, I think it's Al-Halal. I want to say it's the right team. Uh, I'm not too sure. I'm not too familiar with the Saudi teams that's over that's going on, but yeah, he, Suffered a torn ACL at during an international match with Brazil. Um, yeah, it's not looking good for uh, for Neymar, especially because he's been so injury prone all his career. It's very sad to see him go out the way he is lately. I mean, I've I've always been a fan of Neymar playing. Most of my life, even though I haven't been like fully into the sport like that since like I want to say 2018, as far as like playing and actively watching, like I've seen clips and highlights of Neymar, and Neymar is he's been that guy, he's been he's like very flashy, very swaggy on the pitch and everything, but he is always injured, it's always from like those tough tackles that he takes, uh, because everyone's literally like sick of him always getting past him and everything. But at the same time, it's like, bro, I don't know. And we lately saw like a couple of retirements of the past generation uh, legends like Gareth Bale, like Eden Hazard, um, Mesut Ozil, all retired at relatively young age, like 32, 34. I genuinely want to say this might be it for Neymar. As much as I would like to see him keep playing, bro, your health is more important. To me, I think it's more important in this case. I don't think you should keep trying to uh, prove that you're one of the best. You will go down as one of the greats, 100%. Uh, second best of all time from Brazil. Uh, I I would definitely say he's over Ronaldinho, even though Ronaldinho has won a Ballon d'Or. Neymar definitely has done more for the entire sport, I should say, compared to Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho did, basically he did walk so Neymar can run, but Neymar pretty much ran so everyone can sprint, if that makes sense. But he definitely, it might be time, I think, after this season, if he's even able to continue playing following this. I think this might be it for Neymar. I don't want to force anyone in retirement or anything. I don't think that's what anyone will want. But at the same time, I just think it might be best for Neymar, especially because he'll he be 
a great ambassador for Brazil or even any other club that he's with, um, whether it may be uh, Al-Halal, the team in Saudi Arabia, or a PSG or Barcelona or even Santos back in Brazil where he pretty much started up at. I think he... I think he'll be fine if he retired. I'm not saying he's like dumb for like as far as like all things soccer or football, but I think he it might be the best route for him to just ride off in the sunset. Like you generally had like a top tier career, uh, third best of all all time in that generation. Like you're literally right behind uh, Messi and Ronaldo. I'm not saying. That well, I I genuinely don't think he would have ever surpassed them, but he definitely was the third best in that generation for sure. In a strong generation, it was like Zlatan. Um, uh, who else? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, Iniesta, Javi. Uh, I'm trying to think of other top, another legend. Oh, and it has a uh, Didier Drogba, Frank Lampard, Gareth Bale, Green Benzema. Uh, even though he's like a mix of this generation and the past generation. But all these legends basically are in the same conversation as him, but I would still say he is top three. Uh, of course, Neymar being third to Messi and Ronaldo, I still think they're tied for first. I don't know. I generally can't even say like who's the best. It's literally tied for first between those two for me. But yeah, um, I do hope for a, a safe and easy recovery for you. Of course, like I don't want anything bad to happen at all. Uh, thoughts and prayers going on to Neymar for sure. So, yeah. Uh, but that's basically it I have going on for tonight. Again, I told you it was going to be a short episode. It wasn't much to talk about as far as like sports. Again, uh, I could I could do a breakdown of what's to come for the season or this upcoming week. Actually, no, that's what I'm gonna do. Since I got plenty of time, and I'm just vibing here. Uh, <laughs> let's just see, like, what's the what's to come for uh, uh, next week's uh, NFL season. Uh, for those who may be following the NFL, it's week seven right now. Currently, at the time of recording, uh, Jaguars and Saints are playing right now. It looks like the Jaguars up seven zero. So, yeah, uh, one sec. So. All right, um, for t- we're going to start off with tonight's match. Again, I just mentioned the Jaguars and Saints playing against each other. Following that, uh, it'll be Sunday matches with the 1 o'clock games and then going on from there. So tonight, Saints and Jags, I got the Jags going off with the win for this, uh, only because Jaguars seem more hungry and want to be back in that uh, playoff spot again like they did last year. I think Trevor Lawrence definitely will lead this team to great success as, as well as that coaching staff as well. Uh, I don't think they'll have the same success as like the Saxonville era, uh, even though it was strictly just defense, but even still, like I think Jacksonville will have a successful season this year. Uh, Saints I'm kind of up and down on It's still like, uh, they're very up and down team lately, especially ever since Drew Brees retired. But who knows? Uh, again, I got the Jaguars winning this one. Next is the Ravens versus the Lions. I will get onto that last because I have a special reason for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
the next up listen on here on NFL.com is the Raiders versus the Bears. I got the Raiders winning that. Jimmy G and Devontae Adams are going to hold it down. Chicago, even though you got the win against Washington, still don't know if you guys be able to capitalize on that again. Uh, even though y'all did lose last week to Minnesota, still, I don't know if you'll be able to beat uh, Vegas with this win. Who knows? Uh, next up, you got the Browns going against the Colts. If Deshaun Watson is healthy, I'm going Browns. If not, I'm going Colts. It's, that's basically all I can put it down to. Even though the Browns did beat one of the best teams in the NFL right now, I still believe that they need that leadership. Uh, well, I can't – I want to say leadership. I still think they need that uh, – I still think they need Deshaun Watson to get it done at times for sure. Would I say the same if they were playing against in the game against Baltimore? Yeah, I would. It would definitely be a different matchup, but again, that's a different story for a different day. Uh, specifically later in the season because we'll Baltimore will see him again then. Uh, Colts, they definitely have some work to do, especially now that uh, Richardson is out with a separated shoulder. Uh can he get it done? It's possible, but again, I think if only if Deshaun Watson is not healthy and not ready for this game, uh, that's the only factor determining this matchup. Next up, you got the Bills going against the Patriots. Uh, I'm going Bills only because the Bills against the NFC East or AFC East, who is actually no, they beat Miami. I'm sorry. Yeah, when they play against the AFC East, they always win for some reason. So I want to give the Bills this win. I want to. Uh, will they? Yeah, I think they will. Uh, the Patriots haven't been proving their worth lately. As far I shouldn't say proving their worth, they haven't been proving their stake as to becoming a team to look out for or anything. So yeah. Uh, next, you got the Commanders versus the Giants. I got the Commanders because the Giants are very downhill. Uh, one and five record right now. I'm not trying to base it off that, but I'm just trying to base it off what I've seen off of highlights and everything. I haven't seen like a full Giants game this season. Uh, so I got the Commanders winning this one just, just because I don't think the Giants can get it done. Next up, you got the Falcons versus the Bucks. Um... This one I don't know. Reason why I don't know is because the Falcons, they are a team that could be on the rise and they're definitely a team that people should look out for. But the Bucks I don't know. This is this is definitely a tough one for me. Uh And it's in Tampa as well, too. So that's another thing to think of. I might go. Hmm. I don't know, honestly. That one's a tricky one for me. So I'm going to leave that as just uh, whoever. That's actually a tough one for me to decipher. Uh, Only because... Baker can get it done with this team for sure. And the Falcons have definitely proven that they can get something done. They can put in some effort, but then again, they're like also 
kind of up and down as well too. I would put them in the same boat with like the commanders, like up and down, but I feel like that he get it done. So I don't know. I'm a I'm I'm gonna go with my gut and say the Falcons. I think the Falcons might win this one. And Tampa as well too, so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> um next up you got the Steelers versus the Rams. Uh huh. Two very interesting defenses going against very decent to above average offenses. Hmm. Actually, no, scratch that. I think the steel. Well, no, because the Rams' def- defensive line is definitely a threat. Can't even like discount that. Uh, TJ Watt's the only he's the only threat on that line for the Steelers in my opinion Uh, call me a casual all you want that's what I think just based off what I've seen in these games uh, lately but I don't know I I think the Steelers might win this one just because TJ Watt will play a threat and if Pickens the receiver I think is yeah, if Pickens can get hot against the uh, defensive uh, defensive backs for the Rams, then yeah, I think the Steelers can win. As painful as that sounded for me to say, <laughs> uh, and I think yeah, I think it can get. Uh, I think they can get it done in LA as well too. So even if Cooper Cup and uh, Puganukua are pretty much like the new duo. Receiving wise, I don't think that's the only thing that can lead them to victory. Not yet, but we'll see. Uh, next game, uh, the LA game is also a four o'clock game. The next game, uh, is the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. Oh, I'm going upset here. I'm going Cardinals. Only because there's something about them that makes me feel like they can get at least this win. Uh, but it is in Seattle too, so that's another threat to think of. But hold on, because I want to see has Seattle lost a game at home? I feel like they have this year, but I don't. No, one hundred percent sure. Let's find out. Again, if you guys are enjoying the stream so far, for anyone who's watching, thank you for joining. Uh, for those listening via podcast, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys also subscribe and like, share, and comment to any of the podcast platforms of choice that you're on right now. Very much appreciated. Right. So looking at the schedule, oh, I don't know why it took me twenty twenty two. Preseason, okay, here we go. So their first game they lost at home, uh, which was against the Rams, and then yeah, that was the only game at home that they lost to. So 
Not to say that they can't get it done in general at home, but I, I really think the Cardinals can pull something off. If they can get past the Cowboys, I think they can get past the Seahawks at home. So that's that's just my way of thinking it. Uh, it's not really like a logical thought process. It's just more of like a, a hunch I have. So I'm just going to base off that. Next up, we got the Packers versus the Broncos. Another team versus another mid-team versus another mid-team. Uh, I really, 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 really hope that the uh, Broncos can get something, just something (laughs) out the gate, but I don't know. If Russell Wilson, if Russell Wilson keeps playing, I don't think they can. And I think Jordan Love can use this game as something like, okay, I got to step up. I got to get my get my mind right for the rest of the season too. So I don't know. That's another toss-up match for me. It only depends if Russell Wilson is locked in or not. Even though I – Still think that uh, the Packers have one of the best corners in Jairo Alexander Alexander in the league. So it's just a matter of time to see what happens from there. I'm just going to leave that up in the air. I'm not even going to pick because I got nothing. <laughs> Again, it's just another factor type of game. Uh, the final four o'clock game is the Chargers going against the Chiefs in Arrowhead, a.k.a. Kansas City. Uh This is going to be a good game. I think this will be a good game to see. And I'm definitely going to keep my eye out for this one. Reason being is because I want to see the Chargers do very well. They could, they should have beat the Cowboys on Monday night. They should have beat the Cowboys, but they didn't. So we're here now. Uh, Chiefs, they there was only one time they were beating this season, and that was against Detroit. That's it's still crazy. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Chiefs in Arrowhead, and it's uh, af- it was an afternoon match. I'm calling it uh, four o'clock games afternoon match. One o'clock game is basically noon. Uh. Yeah, I think that uh, the Chargers will lose to Kansas City and Kansas City as well. It's going to be a good game, though. I can tell you that for sure. It's definitely going to be a good game. Uh, Rounding out is the two late-night games, Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. Let's get over Sunday night because, again, I'm going to save that for later. Uh, You guys will understand why. (laughs) And then uh, for Monday night, you got the 49ers going against Minnesota in Minnesota. I got the 49ers winning this one just because the Vikings aren't there yet. As far as getting another win. Yeah, they got a win against Chicago last season that or last season, last week that got them some confidence building up in them, but they can definitely do better than this, I think, for sure. This is their proof. This is their test, I should say, to step up. 
for Kirk Cousins to step up, um, the defense for sure should step up. Jefferson, I'm hoping he has a breakout game, especially against the 49ers who are hot minus last week. So, yeah. All right. And now we are at the tail end of tonight's episode, and that is to keep your eye out. What that means is to keep a – these are games that pretty much are games that I'm looking forward to to see. Uh, and two of them actually are uh, – well, two of them are games I actually already mentioned already. Two of them are games I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on because I'm fans of. So we're going to start off with the two that we already mentioned, and that is the Lions versus the Ravens, and then also – the Dolphins versus the Eagles in Sunday Night Football. Uh, keep your eye out for this one because I think this is the game that Ravens need the most is prove like we need to get our get our stuff together again. Um, especially against Detroit. Detroit, as much as history will tell us for sure, they definitely aren't the best team in the world, but they are starting off hot already. Five and one record. Uh consistently winning games they beat kansas city in kansas city too nonetheless so that's something that you can't really uh downplay at all so this is going to be a good game to see it'll be in baltimore so hope everyone in baltimore is definitely uh turning up to that and uh again i'll be watching very close to that reason why i didn't choose who's going to win that one because i generally don't know who is going to win i you guys all know i want my ravens to win but i gotta be real this is going to be tough, especially against Detroit because Detroit's been balling. And then finally, uh, the Sunday night football game, Miami Dolphins versus the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. Sunday night football, primetime football. This is the game of the week. And Miami is going to win this one. <laughs> Reason why I'm saying Miami is going to win is because they have a high power, high powered offense that is minus one game seems very unstoppable. Uh, could I argue that they haven't played anyone as competitive as well? I can, but even if they are playing like a top tier team, they are still going to be putting up numbers. You got Tariq Hill and Waddle still out there. Two has been balling as well. Um, I forgot their running back, but he's been both of them. I think actually have been putting up outstanding numbers as well. So this would be tough. Uh, Philly with Jalen Hurts, of course, who, in my opinion, may be again in the running for the MVP. He might be the front runner unless they just give it to uh, Patrick Mahomes again. Uh, their defense can definitely limit them, but they I don't know if they can stop them. Reason why I say limit is because they're gonna hold them to like a certain degree of scoring, but they're not gonna be able to out out uh, last them in the long game though. But again, it's in Philly. It is Sunday night football. It's primetime football. That is where legends are made, moments happen. So who knows what may happen there? I still got Miami taking this win. Uh, and then finally, the other two matches. Uh, yeah, I got four games. We all got to keep an eye out on because this uh. This whole uh, keep your eye out thing, it's just to literally keep your eye out for these games that's coming up. 
Uh, I already mentioned the two NFL games. There's also two postseason matches coming up, uh, minus the one that's being played tonight here on Thursday. Uh, definitely the Astros and Rangers, and then Philly and Arizona. Keep your eyes out for these just because these games can definitely determine who goes the goes to the World Series. Not even with a win on like who wins on each uh, count is literally just like determines like this is the game to prove like okay we got to get that win. So definitely go check that out, and that will be an interesting match. And then another one that is something that I'm keeping my eye out for. That is my lovely Chelsea, as you guys can see on my little avatar there. I'm wearing a little Chelsea shirt. <laughs> uh, Chelsea going against Arsenal in Stanford Bridge. That is Chelsea's home stadium. I'm nervous because I don't know if Chelsea can. This is the start of the hard stretch that Chelsea has to face uh, in the in the for the season so far. We should have had multiple wins. Well, multiple wins that we had draws and losses this season so far. But these matches, this stretch, this nine-game stretch will determine where we need to be. And it starts with Arsenal. Arsenal are undefeated in the Premier League right now. They're second in the table. Chelsea is our 10th. This is definitely going to be a tough matchup. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. But, anyway... That's all I got for you guys tonight. So hopefully you guys definitely did enjoy tonight's episode. Uh, again, I want to say thank you to those who are watching and tuning in to tonight's episode. Uh, but also, if you guys are uh, listening on the podcast, on whatever it is, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, whatever your podcast podcast platform of choice is, uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys definitely like, uh, download, Share it, subscribe to the channel, follow it, whatever it may be. Uh, that way this show can keep going and get some legs under it. Uh, again, this is something I'm trying more every – well, I'm just trying to make this a good show all in all. So hopefully you guys are enjoying it. But, again, that's all I got for you guys uh, here tonight. So thank you guys for watching, and we'll, I'll see you guys on the next one. Take care.